0: Hey y'all, welcome to The Q with Q. It's me, your host, Quentin R. Giles, or Q. And ooh chile, I just got finished watching Michael Cohen talk about his new book down there on The Rachel Maddow Show. And I'm just like, okay, Michael, give us the tea. Now, a lot of these things that he talked about, we kind of already knew or suspect it but like i always say it's always good for it when, when when we get confirmation from someone who's in the room right who's intrinsically involved in the day-to-day to come out and say hey this is actually a thing you don't have to speculate you don't have to guess you don't have to wander because it is a thing baby michael well he got down there and started talking about trump and one of the biggest things or actually it was a lot of big things but one thing that stuck out to me the most was him talking about how Trump really did not want to win the presidency and that his run was really a publicity stunt. Now we've heard this in uh, several different reports, not, not as of late in 2020 but I, th- I feel like we kind of heard this back in 2017, 2018 uh, but it didn't get much traction and then there was always some speculation about uh, is that why Melania didn't you know, move into the White House right away because they really weren't expecting to win and uh, we did get some reports about that night of the election and how the room was uh i don't want to say quiet i don't want to misquote but how everyone in the room in trump's you know victory room was like kind of stunned because they really weren't running to win michael says that trump was running as a national publicity stunt and the reason he kept cozying up to putin and to the russians down there on the campaign trail was because he was looking for some russian money that's what he was looking for one second y'all <laughs> oh, excuse me. Okay, we keep it real right here. I'm not gonna edit that out. Uh <laughs> but he wanted some Russian money because you know down here in the states I mean every major bank had pretty much been done with Trump except for that Deutsche Bank and we still waiting on them investigations okay because we you know they got they got all the shady shenanigans that seems to be going on but our good auntie Maxine Waters she's on it we'll find out what's going on one day but that's what Michael Cohen was saying that Trump was really trying to get you know like this publicity and try to do this uh, Trump Moscow Tower deal which ultimately led you know to uh, the Russia and Investigation that was uh, kind of what was going on or what kind of led into that investigation, right? Because they weren't really running a win. And so they were having these contacts. And obviously that looks weird. And, you know, the stuff that he was saying publicly, like Russia, if you're listening, asking them to interfere in our election, you know, all led to those things. But what Michael Cohen was saying was he figured if he cozied up to Putin in public and, you know, said nice things, they could do this uh, Trump Uh, Moscow deal well he would give Putin the top penthouse uh on the building right and by giving the president of a country uh especially an autocrat the 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 penthouse that then the square footage under him right every other room under him immediately goes up in value to whatever it would have been so it was a money-making thing that Trump was really trying to do now the gag is He actually won. (laughs) And now we sitting here dealing with the foolishness and the shenanigans and and Michael Cohen is saying, you know, absolutely. Now the power has gone to his head. He didn't want it before, but now that he's got it, like he looks to dictators like uh, Erdogan and Turkey and, and Putin and Russia and Kim Jong-un in North Korea, you know, he looks to that because that's what he wants. He doesn't want to be president. He wants to be the autocrat, the dictator. But we got news for him, baby. This America. And with all of our dysfunction and all our stuff that's wrong uh, over here, baby, we don't do no dictate, uh, dictators or no autocrats. Now, those are things we're not going to do. I could give you a little history lesson, but I don't feel like doing that right now. But that was interesting that he said that. Another thing that Michael Cohen said, uh, let me look at my notes here because I took notes, uh, is that based off of what he's been saying, you know, there are investigations that have spawned from that. He did an interview with Lester Holt at NBC today as well. And he said there's about 11 investigations that he knows of that have been spawned based off of what Michael Cohen said, either in his uh, testimony to Congress or what he said to investigators behind closed doors. Now, we need to know what that is. 11? 11. What's 11? Because, you know, we think of money and taxes. That's one. What's the other okay, <laughs> OK, Michael, Corn, we need to know. But he didn't he didn't give us all the tea. He saved some of that political tea for for the investigators to do that. But we'd love to know what those 11 uh, investigations were. I, I'd really like to know what that is. Um, But anyway, he also left us with a question in, in, in asking or I think Rachel Maddow might have asked him, you know, why were you the only one that was charged in the campaign finance scandal, right? The scandal centered around the $130,000 paid to Stormy Daniels over an alleged affair so that she wouldn't speak out before the 2016 election, you know, so that, you know, it wouldn't hurt his chances, which is which is funny when you think about it because if he didn't expect to win, Why did he care? Maybe it was an image thing. I'm not sure. That just clicked to me. If you really didn't expect to win, why did you work so hard for like these scandals not to come out? Maybe it was to, you know, save embarrassment and not tarnish the brand. And obviously, you know, his wife and apparently, you know, he had the affair when she was pregnant with their son. So it could be that. But I don't know. That's that's interesting to me. But anyway, Uh, Michael Cohen was working at the direction of Trump. And we've seen the photos of the the checks, right? Don Jr. signed the checks. Donald Trump signed the checks. And Alan, I think you say his, I think his name is Alan Weissenberg, who was the accountant over there at Trump & Co., or the Trump organization was all in the loop. So why was it only Michael Cohen who went down when he was acting at the direction of Donald Trump, who's the one that had the affair? Like, that is something we really haven't re-looped around and really thought about. Like, Michael Cohen could not have committed a campaign finance uh, scheme unbeknownst to Trump, especially when we got his signature and we had that video. So I don't know if that's because the Justice Department is going off of that whole you can't indict a sitting president um legal memo within the justice department which i would argue then makes the president whoever it is regardless if it's trump or not above the law so then we should probably stop saying nobody is above the law because if you all are going to follow a legal memo as opposed to the law right a legal memo in the justice department saying that a president a sitting president can't be indicted that's not the law that's a memo anybody can write a memo essentially that person is above the law then for though as long as they're in office so we might need to change how we do that but we 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 need to reround on that when Joe Biden go ahead and get into uh get into office we need whoever is the DO the head of the DOJ to look into that cuz that's actually not fair that Michael Cohen is the only one that went down for an affair that he did not have. Um, also, Michael Cohen was talking about how Don McGahn. Now, that was a little shocking to me, how Don McGahn, when Don McGahn was the FEC commissioner, actually stopped a FEC complaint that was filed by another uh, presidential uh, Republican. I believe a Republican presidential candidate. Um and it's centered around the Trump fan de- the Trump Foundation, which our good, good, good sis, uh, Letitia James, the New York State Attorney General, or I like to call her Tish Tish. Remember, she shut down the foundation and it was centered around uh, a, a lot of abuse. But the one main uh, thread that came out of that was they used money from the foundation to buy this massive portrait of Trump. Now, Michael Cohen gives us a little context and color to that. Apparently, this picture was going to be sold at a charity auction or something, and Trump was scared that it wouldn't sell for much. So we've all seen his vanity and his ego. So apparently, he ordered Cohen to tell one of their other friends to buy it, right? And then they would reimburse him, uh, and they end up reimbursing him via the foundation, which then ends up leading to tish tish going ahead and shut it down but you can't use no foundation money for that you can't not do that okay you can't just be doing whatever you want to do with a 501 th- uh what is it 501c3 you can't just do what you want to do with a nonprofit. There is rules and regulations to that money so that that was interesting that that whole thing with the foundation and uh, and tish tish kind of has a through line of Don McGahn in it, which then leads the question to, is that why Don McGahn became the White House counsel? Because he stopped that FEC investigation or that FEC complaint when he was the FEC commissioner and the FEC is supposed to supervise these elections, right? uh you, you you we need somebody in there watching to make sure what's going on that that's that wink wink nod nod kind of like a William Barr Bill Barr writing that unsolicited letter when the Russian investigation was going on about how you know it was not that it was corrupt what did he say that it was unwarranted and all these things and then all of a sudden he becomes attorney general so that's we we didn't really unpack that too much but that's the question that i have uh is that how he got there uh what else did cohen talk about let me look at my notes here because i wrote notes usually i come up off the cuff off the dome off the brain but baby i had to write some notes because michael cohen had talked for an hour so what else did michael cohen say uh let's get into this one now he did talk about you know during the 2016 election how there were salacious rumors around Ted Cruz and and a false allegation that his father was linked to the JFK assassination uh those were floating around in like the National Enquirer and 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 other rumors about unfounded rumors about Marco Rubio having a drug problem again this was all around the time that um they were running for president right and so what Michael Cohen said well you know what I'm going to take a quick break. And then when we come back from the break, I'll tell you what Michael Cohen said about that. Okay, welcome back, guys, to The Q. You know, we're talking about Michael Cohen. Now, what I, what I was saying was uh, uh, before we went to break... How Michael Cohen was talking tonight on Rachel Maddow about how Trump personally approved these salacious rumors to go in the National Enquirer. Cohen said that he talked to the head uh, or the the head of the National Enquirer would come to him and say, hey, we're thinking about running this story. You know, these salacious allegations like ta- uh, Ted Cruz's father is linked to the JFK assassination or Marco Rubio uh, has a drug problem. See what Trump thinks. Right. Michael then takes the information back to Trump. They talk about it. Trump gives the okay. Two to three days later, it's in the National Enquirer. So it, 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 one begs the question, well, Rachel even beg the question, you know, does Marco Rubio or does Ted Cruz know that this is how that happened? And Michael Cohen was like, well, he does now. I guess we all know now. And Michael Cohen said it really didn't matter who it was if they were climbing in the polls again 2016 when everybody was running if they were climbing in the polls close to trump that's who they would go after especially in the national Enquirer. so i wonder how michael uh or how ted cruz and marco rubio feel about that tonight because over these past four years they have capitulated their stance as a u.s senator as a u.s senator not even to put a senator against a congressman but come on you are a senator you have a certain level of prestige and power okay You have capitulated that to a man who signed off on the baseless attacks against you, and you have watched him denigrate that office. You have watched him break laws. You have watched him be immoral and corrupt and ain't did nothing. I wonder how they feel tonight. I would feel absolutely embarrassed, completely embarrassed. Um, What else did Michael Cohen say? Now, this was interesting. Now, if you follow me on Instagram or, or TikTok, we did do this story a couple, a couple weeks ago surrounding Jerry, uh, Farwell Jr. and his wife. Now, originally I said, you know, I didn't really want to report the story. I don't have, I don't have no parts in the sexual deviance and the salaciousness and all that. Baby, we talked politics, but we got a, a, a story that somehow Michael Corn was linked to helping them out and fixing some stuff. And the claim was that Jerry Falwell Jr. gave Trump his endorsement because Cohen cleaned some stuff up. So I had to, I said what well, now? Wait a minute. This politics. What happened? What had happened? Well, Michael Cohen says today that he actually confirmed. He said, yes, I did help them with some stuff. It's not the current story, you know, with the pool boy. That's not what he helped them with. He said he helped them with something else that ha- that centered around uh, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s wife and some naked photos and some other man. And he said he never, you know, knucked if you bucked or bullied the, the person who allegedly had the photos. He always talked to the lawyer. And he made a point to say, you know, also with what was being said about him in relation to Stormy Daniels, like uh pushing up on her or somehow accosting her or threatening her. He was like, I never talked to Stormy. I always talked to the lawyer, right? So going back to Falwell, he was saying, you know, he did talk to the lawyers and tell them, you know, if you're trying to extort them, you know, da-da-da, this is what's going to happen. We might have to call the FBI. And then, you know, the story it kind of went away and the photos never came out. But he said all that to say also that the story that somehow Jerry Falwell Jr., Uh, uh, endorsement of Trump was centered around that is false. The reason that was even a story because Jerry Falwell Jr. is this highly known evangelical and kind of gave Trump the evangelical um, uh, support, shout out, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Look the other way against your morals and your values and what Scripture says. Uh, Again, no, well, not even again, no politician is perfect, but I mean, the way some of these people have like I don't know I don't know I don't want to get too deep into it but I I, we can't be reading the same Bible because we just can't be anyway uh but he was saying that that is actually not true and that the Falwells or Jerry Falwell Jr. would have endorsed Trump uh regardless because Michael Cohen is in close contact with him he says he talks to the Falwells or he talked to them when he was in prison he even said he talked to him earlier today he was like so basically you know they're friends so they would have endorsed him regardless or uh regardless if uh, uh, What's his name? Michael Cohen <laughs> would have done some fixing and some cleaning up. And the very last thing that we already know. But again, it's just good to hear somebody say it that was in the room. Cohen says that Trump's biggest issue with Barack Obama is that he was black, educated and president. And those were his exact words. I'm not I'm not adding my own little color to it. That's what Michael Cohen said. He said because he's black, went to Harvard Law and he was president. And he said that Trump didn't even believe the birther claims. He said Trump knew the birther claims were ridiculous, but he liked the response that he got from the birther claims, which says that Trump Trump is racist. And I wish people would stop trying to convince me that he wasn't racist. So you engaged in racist activity in disparaging activity against the first black president, knowing you didn't think it was true, but you liked the reaction that you got from it. I mean, that's probably not going to change the polls because, I mean, his racism is pretty much baked in in these last four years, especially. Uh, but again, thank you, Michael Cohen, for going ahead and confirming the story. Now, out of all of that, Michael Cohen is also saying, you know, of course, you don't have to like me, but I'm telling the truth. Of course, the White House is denying the story or denying everything that's in the book and saying, you know, Michael Cohen is a is a um a, a, admitted liar. He lied to Congress and all this other stuff. Uh, And Michael Cohen was saying, yeah, (laughs) but look who I lied for. I was lying for and at the direction of Donald Trump. So, baby, Michael Cohen had put all that out there. Uh, It's in the book. And Now, I don't plan on buying the book. You know, a lot of people have written a book about Trump. They're not finna get rich off my dime. But I do like when they come and give the interviews because that way we could listen and get a little more color to what's going on. So, whew! Child, that's gonna be it for the QBQ tonight on the podcast. That's it. I just had to give y'all a little Michael Cohen update. I hopefully will be back tomorrow. Uh, Let me give you also a quick update. Um, You can't order it now, but the No Man Pan mugs are here. I have them. Thank you to all 410 of you who ordered the mug. I got 410 mugs in my house right now that I'm looking at. I'm in the process of boxing and shipping them. I went to uh, the USPS today to get some labels. Baby, I don't care what Louis DeJoy do, if he try to defund uh, the postal service as many of these mugs y'all bought, baby, they ought to have some money after today. So uh, those will be getting sent out very soon. I thank you and I love you all for supporting me and helping me do what I do. You know, you can always follow me on Instagram at the Q with Q. Uh, And if you're on TikTok, at Quentin Giles. Until next time, everyone, y'all have a great night. Hug your loved ones. Put your mask on, because coronavirus is still out here. It is. And I'll see you next time. I always say I'll see you next time, and I can't see y'all. I'll talk to you later, (laughs) here.